0: Let's turn to 1 John chapter 5, 1 John chapter 5, God. a little bit of review from last uh, week we talked about being a pretender or, or being the real deal. Being. Someone who puts on a show, a deceiver, and he kind of talked a little bit about that hypocrisy. You can get really good at it and really, uh, you know, put on a really good show. But, but we're called just to be real and to be true. Seven times, John the Apostle, in the, first, in the, in the book of First John, seven times he talks about this. We say, we claim but yet we do something else. He says that's not the way it's supposed to be. We claim we have fellowship with God. We claim that we don't sin. We claim to know God. We claim to be living in Him, being born again. But if our lives don't match up and our lives aren't showing it, we're just pretenders. We're just hypocrites. We're just putting on a show. And Jesus didn't like that at all. Paul the Apostle didn't like that at all. And He wants us just to be true and genuine. That's what he wants. Today, I think we'll see how we do that. Let me ask you a question. I always like to ask questions. You know that. Uh, How many of you were born? Wait, someone didn't raise their hand. Who was this? I want to check you out. The, the second question is, how many of you were born twice? See, I see a lot of hands here, but like, if you said that out there in the world, they go like, you're weird. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? What in the world are you talking about? You see, uh, this term I want to talk about today is this term, uh, born again, and, or to be born of God, and it's a biblical term. But people who don't understand, people who are not born again, which is, is kind of like what I'm going to talk about today, they'll look at you and say, like, you are, you know, what are you talking about? Or if you say that you are born again, they'll say what? Oh, you're one of those. <laughs> and even in a church, you go to some churches and say, oh, you're one of those born agains. They won't even say born-again Christian. You're just one of those born-agains. But the question, the question still is, have you been born again? And how do you know that you've been born again? Let's read these verses here. 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 and following. It says, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God or has been born of God, is literally And everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out His commands. This is love for God to obey His commands. And His commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God, he says it again, overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, we're not going to cover everything there uh, today, but we're going to just talk about this idea of being born of God, being born again, because it's so important to know. We call it the second birth. Uh, Warren Wiersbe said, a Christian, and this is very important, a very simple statement, but he says, a Christian is someone who is born again. Let me say that again. A Christian is someone who is born again. There's not different levels. There are the Christians who aren't born again and the Christians who are born again. No, there's only one level, only one way to be a Christian. Jesus said, you must be what? Born again. You must be born twice. You must have that spiritual second birth. To be born again by the Spirit of God, to to be born really into the family. You see, this is we're not just born again to be born again, but we're born of God to be part of the family, to be sons and daughters. You with me so far? Okay, you gotta, you got to track with me. You see, because this idea of being born again, it's a radical con- concept, and it changes us radically, or it should. You see, before we're born again, before we have that new life from God, we are dead. We're lost. We have no hope whatsoever and we're heading to hell. That is the truth of it. But after we become born again, we have this new life, as we sang about it today, a new hope, and we're heading to heaven. That's the only way to be heading to heaven, is to be born again. So, there's kind of two things that that I want to talk about today. One is, how do we become born again? The second is, what happens when we are? Because truthfully, John is talking, in these verses, he's talking about what happens when we are, after we are. But let's back up a little bit and and say, well, well, okay, but, but how do you become born again? Well, we have a course we take this course, it's called To Be Born Again in Three Easy Steps, memorize these words and you will be born again. Is that how it happens? Is it by doing certain things? If I, if I give money or if I go to church every Sunday or if I uh, read my Bible Jesus spoke, or John's gospel speaks about it in John chapter 1. Uh, I'll put it up on the board for you. It says, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right or the power to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. You see, it's, in a way he's saying in the last part of, of verse, in verse 13, it's, it's, it's way beyond us. It's something that God has to do. But the, the way we enter in is by just receiving and believing. Receiving who? Jesus Christ into our lives. You see, we aren't born again and then we receive Jesus. We receive Jesus, we trust in Him, and something takes place. Now, does that mean that you have to understand everything before you can be born again? The truth is absolutely not. Because actually the opposite is true. We don't really understand anything until we're born again. But we have to, we have, to have a heart that just says, Okay, I, I know one thing, I like Zeke was preaching here, uh, I'm lost. So there's, there's got to be this willingness to let Him in, to trust in Him because of, because of what you've heard of, about the cross. That something happened at the cross. And when we believe that, when we trust in what He did at the cross, something happens to us. There's a brand new life a brand new life, and, and, and primarily it's through the Scripture, through the Word of God. I want you, we're in 1 John, so you have your Bible in front of you, or your your uh, tablet, or your phone, or whatever. We're going to look at a, some passages very close by. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, so let's back just two books. 1 Peter chapter 1. So, chapter 1, verse 23 we have John talking about this new birth, being born of God. We have uh, John talking about it in, in John chapter 1. Jesus, we quoted already. We're going to read that in a few minutes. But but 1 Peter chapter 1, Peter talks about it too. He says, for you have been what? Born again. Born again. You have been. <clears throat> Not of perishable seed, but of imperishable. In, in other words, it's, a, it's an eternal thing. It's not something that's just a temporary thing. It's imperishable. He says, how though? Through the living and enduring word of God. You heard something from the scripture. You heard some of the truth from the scripture. It didn't have to be, you know, word for word verse from the Bible, but the truth of God's word that, that you are a sinner, that, that we need to give our lives to Jesus. And something happened. Now, again, did you have to understand it all? No. When I, when I uh, gave my, my life to Jesus, when I let him in, I, I really didn't know anything. And, 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 and what I said to God, I made this deal with him, you see. I made the deal with him. Yeah, right. But I said, if you really are who they say you are, these people that are talking, I'm going to give you a chance in my life. I'm going to give him a chance. No, he's giving me a chance. But but that's really I didn't really understand it. I didn't know it all. But I heard the word of God. Turn back uh, one more book to James. In fact, keep your finger in in in, uh, First Peter chapter one because we're going to come right back to that. James chapter one. Now James talks about it as well. Everybody seems to be talking about this. James chapter 1, verse 17. And I love this. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. He talks about the Father who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. He chose to give us birth. See, it's something God has done. But again, we see that, that the word of God is, is, is uh, you know, the way he kind of opens that up to us. So, step one, you know, again, do you, do you understand it all? No. But do you have a willingness, do you have a heart to let God into your life and and to get right with God? That is what uh, we're talking about here. That's believing and receiving Jesus Christ into my life. But then something happens. When when, When that occurs, God does something. We don't change ourselves into some brand new person. In fact, can you do that? You know, if you go to the, the bookstore or the library, there's shelves and shelves over, over the self-help section, right? If I just, you know, follow all these, and, and and you know, sad to say, some of the, the preachers that I hear, it's all about self-help. And it, like, annoys me. You know, the, the, you know the, the three steps to, you know, happiness. No, it's a work of God in our lives. That's where it is, that's where it starts, that's where it... It is, that's where it always will be. So so what happens when we are born again? Some of the, some of the results of the fruit, and, and again, so so we don't make that change. God does it. but after it happens, and again, this is where John's coming from, but go back to first Peter chapter one. One of the things Peter says that happens when we or after we are born, Again, 1 Peter chapter 1, he starts out with it in verse 3. He says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you. So there's really two things in this verse that that Peter is saying, you know, we've been born again, but we've been born into something, and it's a living hope. we got hope that we didn't have before. And we also have an inheritance that's waiting for us, that's reserved, and and no one's going to take that away. No one's going to say, you know, well, you know, I'm cutting you out of the will. People do that. This is not a joke. People do that. I'm cutting you out of the will. You looked at me funny. You didn't do exactly what... You're out. I'm glad that my future doesn't depend on that. You can put me in your will if you want. It's okay. But seriously... I have an inheritance that's, that's waiting, it never perish, never spoil, never fade. It's kept in heaven. It's prepared, and, and Jesus said He went to prepare a place for us. So, so this idea of being born again, where we we have a brand new life, it's full of hope, and it's full of hope for the future as well—hope here, but hope in the future as well. I'm so convinced that hope is such a powerful thing. Have you ever been like so down, so discouraged, you know, where you just wanted to quit, you know? And, and, and something came to you. Something came to just give you a little bit of hope. And your whole outlook changed. that ever happened to you? It's happened to me. Now I want you to turn back with me to John chapter 3. The Gospel of John chapter 3 where Jesus gives his commentary his uh, message really about this idea of being born again John chapter 3 verse 3 Jesus said he, he was meeting with you know this guy Nicodemus who was a spiritual leader and everything and 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 uh, but he didn't know he didn't understand he didn't know the truth but Jesus said to him, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is what? Born again. Nicodemus said, how can a man be born when he is old? Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. Surely he cannot enter a, sinner a second time into his mother's womb to be born. And Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. You must be born again. That's, that's uh, what Jesus said about it. But, but notice he said two things. You can't even see the kingdom of God. And you can't enter into the kingdom of God unless or until you are born again. So it's it's like we we have this thing, this miraculous thing that God does in our hearts, in our lives. It's a spiritual... Jesus said here it's a spiritual work. Spirit gives birth to spirit. It's not a fleshly thing. But he says that when that happens, it's like our eyes are open. It's like our, our ticket into heaven, into God's king, kingdom, is now it's been punched and we can go. But unless we are born again, we can't, we can't see it, and we, we will not enter into it. So now you understand, I hope, I hope you understand now why, you can't say to somebody, well, you're one of those born again Christians are born again, so, but you know, I'm not like that, but I'm a Christian too, and I'm going to heaven too. Unless you are born again, you are not going to heaven. You can't. That's what Jesus said right here. You can't even see it, much less enter into it. He says it there you must, you must be born again. Now let's turn back to 1 John chapter 5 because hopefully it'll it'll make a little more sense now what John is saying here in verse 1. He said, everyone or anyone who believes, and this is in present tense, is believing that Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. Or more literally, has been, it's in the perfect tense, has been born of God. So somebody who has been born of God believes this it's not necessarily it, it's not what john isn't saying that you believe this and then you become born again No, you believe in jesus christ yes and you surrender to him but what he's saying is that someone who is born again believes that jesus is the christ in other words the christ is, is the anointed one the 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 answer that that you know if you have been born again you know in your heart without a question, without a doubt, that Jesus is the answer. You know that the world offers all kinds of different things, but you know that it's not the answer because you have been born again. This is like a, you know, how do we know? That we've been born again it's because we have this trust in Jesus that he is the answer. He says it down there in, in, in verse 5. He says, only who he, he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. It's all about Jesus. But as we become born of the Spirit of God, there's something that happens in our lives. And it, and it has to do, it always has to do with Jesus. It always gets back to Jesus, by the way, for us as human beings. John has said words like this before. Look at chapter 2, verse 29. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of him. There's, a, there's something about our life, and, and Zeke was referring to this over and over, about living for him. We, we want to do the right thing. We want to live for God. We want to do what's right. If you don't care about doing what's right before God, there's a good chance you are not born again. And you need to be. And you must be. He says it again in chapter 3. Follow with me, verse 9. He says, No one, no one who is born of God. That's the same thing we're talking about. Will continue to sin because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been born of God. That doesn't mean that you don't ever sin. It means this continual lifestyle kind of thing that you just keep going down this path. But the person who is born of God something happens, something changes. Chapter 4, John likes to repeat himself, doesn't he? Chapter 4, verse 7, dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been, you're already born again, has been born of God and knows God. You can't even know God until you're born again. Well, I know God, but I'm not born again. That You can't be. It's not possible. Well, I know, you know, I, I, I'm not born again, but I'm going to heaven. No, you can't. But once that we are born again, he says, everyone who loves has been born of God. It's like a fruit. It's like loving now because of what has happened already. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Is it making any sense to you? I hope it is. Chapter 5, he, he talks about it again. Verse 18 he says, we know, this is a, repeating something he already says, but he adds a little bit more to it. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. He, he, it's just going to be miserable. If you truly are born again, you, you might go down this particular path, but you're going to be miserable. You're going to feel that shame and that, that you know, conviction, like, I can't just keep doing this. I've got, do, got to make a change. Repent, as we heard. But look what he also says there, and, and this is really is pretty awesome. He says, The one who is born of God keeps him safe, and the evil one cannot harm him. We know that we are the children of God, and the whole world is under the control of the evil one, but, but we, the evil one, can't harm us. You see, there's a, a certain uh, amount of protection that the, that the God that the Holy Spirit protects us as being those that belong to him, that we are his children, the children of God. And one last verse, which we'll get to in a couple of weeks, but verse 4, chapter 5, we read it already, but he says, For everyone born of God, already born of God, overcomes the world is overcoming it's in the present tense. Everyone who has been born of God is overcoming the world. I got some pretty cool quotes I found from Oswald Chambers. How many of you know who Oswald Chambers is you heard of maybe he's from my, my utmost for his highest, right? Did I get that right? But he says Hello? Did you click off there by chance? Click, click. There we go. The Bible is a, is a universe of revelation facts which have no meaning for us until we are born from above. When we are born again, we see in it what we never saw before. See, being born again is what, what opens our eyes, what Jesus said. We have to. We, that's why he said you must be. There's no other way. There's no, you know, there's no path other than the path of being born again and, and, and this work that the Holy Spirit does within us and giving us a brand new life. He also said this. He says that it is impossible for us to be the children of God naturally. That means in our flesh. To love our enemies, to forgive, to be holy, to be pure, to follow God naturally. Consequently, the fundamental fact to recognize is that we must be born again. We must be. We, it's not a natural thing. We can't do this. I can't do it. But I think, and, and I love that what, what Zeke said, uh, you know, to get on our knees and to get on our faces, and, and we talked about prayer uh, last time to you know that it's a it's a confession that we can't do it, but God can, and He wants to. It's a spiritual work though, that that starts at the cross, and as we surrender to Him and, and He and He gives us His brand new life. It's it's all new. What did Paul say in, in Second Corinthians five seventeen? Zeke? Second Corinthians five seventeen. Come on. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone; the new has come. That's what he was talking about. He is a brand new creation. Boy, I'm going long today. we—that's okay, right? One more thought. I want to—I want to bring into this. There was a man by the name of Charles Colson. How many of you have heard of him? Charles Colson, and he—he was like—he was like Richard Nixon's hatchet man. And they were doing all kinds of bad stuff back then. And Richard Nixon was forced to you know, resign as the President of the United States. And, but this guy, uh, Charles Colson, he, he, you know, he did all kinds of bad stuff. And he went to prison for this crime you know, related to the Watergate. But something happened to this man's life. Something changed in him, and, and, and his life was made brand new. And he wrote a book called Born Again. And he details about what happened in his life. But but it's so exciting when you you think about what what he did. He was in prison and and he he made this promise. He felt led of God, it says, to to make this promise. And and that when he got out of prison, that he would do something to help the prisoners and their families. And incredibly, he, he did that. He could have done anything. He was a brilliant, brilliant guy. But he gave his life to, uh, you know, helping prisoners and their families. He created this ministry called Prison Fellowship. But the point of it is, is that his life was changed when he was born again. My life was changed when I was born again. Your life was changed when you were born again. If you're not born again, you need to just come and, and, and ask Him to do it in your life. Say, well, I don't even know what that is. I, I don't have it. I must not have it. Well, if you don't, well, he, he, He's willing to give it to you. All you have to do is ask. So we're going to pray. We're going to ask God to just work in our hearts and lives and, and that new life that's... that. He is given to many, many in this room. That life would continue and blossom and grow. And and he would just continue to work in us and through us. But maybe we're, we're not born again yet. Jesus said that's the only way. He must be. There's no other way. To see or to enter to the kingdom of God. Let's pray. Our gracious heavenly Father we we look to you we, we we thank you for your word it it is challenging it's sometimes uh, hard to understand but but by your holy spirit you open it up you help us to see you help us to understand you give us spiritual eyes and ears so i pray this morning for us that that those of us that that are born again that we know that we have surrendered to you and And you opened our eyes. You opened our life. You you gave us brand new life. We would never forget that. And that you would continue that work that you started in us. There's still a lot of work to do in me, I know. But you're doing the work by your Holy Spirit. It's not a work of the flesh. It's a work of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, maybe there's some that that say, well, I, I don't have that. I I just don't. But you're here with them right now. You're you see their hearts, you you see what's there, what isn't there, and 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 you are ready to do a work in them. I believe that. Your word teaches that. So if that's you, all you have to do is is receive him. Don't wait till you get your life all cleaned up and better. Don't wait until you understand everything. Give him your heart and give him a chance in your life. And you will be blown away. Simply pray and say, Lord, I, I'm here. That's about all I can say. I'm here. And I I ask you to come in and, and to do something. Do anything. Come into my life. I receive you. I believe that you died on the cross, that you were buried, that you rose from the dead. And I give you my life today. In Jesus' name, amen.